because when we tend to remember um, traumatic events, you know, whether it's a car crash or whatever, we keep placing ourselves in the event and experiencing the trauma again. Yes. And there's no purpose to be served. There really isn't any purpose to that. So it's a way of kind of inoculating yourself against future memory of that thing. Hello and welcome to the podcast Taking the P Out of C with Caroline Killalay. The podcast that explores ways of taking the panic, the positive and the purpose out of cancer, helping us to grow stronger through our cancer journey and realise we can gain control back and there are people out there to help us. The aim for season one of the podcast was to speak to friends and colleagues who helped and inspired me during my cancer journey. But due to the current effort to prevent the spread of COVID-19, most are working tirelessly in hospitals across the country. And I send my best wishes and thanks to them and every care worker at this time. In my experience during lockdown, and like most people who read the news and can't see their loved ones, there's a sense of panic and anxiety at the spread of COVID-19 and the eventual transition back to work. What's more is for anyone who, with experience going through treatment for disease such as cancer, the current climate only serves as a reminder and can bring feelings of fear and panic back to the surface. So I wanted to use each episode at this time to help tackle this. A few weeks ago, we had our first Taking the Pee Out of Sea lockdown special podcast where I shared a helpful book, app and podcast that helped me reduce a sense of panic, helped me stay positive and given me purpose during this difficult time. Now in week six of lockdown, I've turned to friends, colleagues and other health practitioners for more inspiration. So for this second lockdown special episode, I FaceTimed my friend, a psychotherapist and hypnotherapist, Bill Neal, from his farm in Faversham, to chat about ways we can understand psychologically and cognitively how we feel, plus explore and find tools to help people cope at home and also when we leave isolation. Following on from my chat with Bill and hypnotherapist Dee from episode one, I was inspired to record my own calming meditation clip, which I have included after the interview with Bill which is intended to help people reduce any sense of anxiety at this time. But for now, let's go straight to my chat with Bill. Okay, so uh, welcome, Bill. How is life down in Faversham? Hi, Caroline. It's fine. It's um, nice and countryfied and... um you know, out of the centre of things, which I like, so all good. Excellent. Right, so, and obviously the first question I wanted to ask, you know, these are panic times, and uh, what what can we do, Bill, to help ourselves feel less panicked in lockdown? I think um, in terms of our attitude, it's, it's kind of about perspective, in that we're actually really built for this kind of thing. It's just we've sort of forgotten that we are. So our physiological 
abilities, our psychological abilities, our ancestors, they used to be under this kind of stress all the time. Um, and we've kind of got out of the habit of being able to deal with it. Um, and actually, as I say, we are designed for this sort of situation. And it's kind of like remembering what we've got and who we are and being able to deal with it. Wow. That, I suppose if we were cave dwellers, yes, we, we live that sort of life. And what sort of tips can you help to get rid of the anxiety? I'm thinking that moment where your heart is racing, you're feeling sick, it's all you can think about. There's two main things, and these things are um, important in lots and lots of situations, not just this kind of situation. And the first one is the simplest, simplest of all, which is your breathing. Because once your breathing goes and becomes fast, your mind picks up on this, your physiology picks up on this, and your bloodstream starts to change as you produce all of the adrenaline and cortisol into your system, and then you react to that. So your breathing, if that is under control and suitably deep, not overly deep, but steady, um, it keeps the system on an even keel. And the second most important thing is what you're saying to yourself about whatever's happening out there. So your inner voice. Because if your inner voice is saying scary stuff, and we don't have to do that because the news does that for us. It produces <laughs> scary stuff. The um, online news produces scary stuff. The TV news, um, it's all... Um, because they want ratings, it's slightly height or a lot height. Um, and a perfect example of that is the toilet roll non-crisis. There was no shortage of toilet rolls, but people were reacting as if there were. Yeah. And so they self-fulfilled a shortage of toilet rolls. And I still haven't worked that one out why everyone <laughs> wanted the toilet roll. But it just goes to show how nothing could be happening whatsoever. But if you have the wrong inner voice, where are the toilet rolls? They've got to get toilet rolls. Everyone else wants toilet rolls. Where are my toilet rolls? Then with that sort of inner voice, I've got to drive down and find toilet rolls. Now there aren't any because right. everyone else had the same inner voice. And so if the inner voice is saying, well, why do I need so many toilet rolls? What are we going to do with them? It calms it down again. Yes. So if you're feeling anxious, it's not ignoring the anxiety because no. that that is a real emotion and it's it saying is. i i can control this i am in control get to my breath and to not um to to not try and deny it that's what i say is not be deluded you have to recognize it for instance um the way we kind of function if you were looking for your salad cream in the fridge mm. and your partner suddenly starts reminding you about a holiday you're on and was talking about the sunset over there. You're not going to be able to see the salad cream yeah. because you're going to start to remember the sunset. And we can't do both at the same time. Yeah. So where that leads me is to distraction. Okay. So once you go into something in detail, so if I start thinking anxious thoughts and I start worrying about how I'm feeling physically. But then I remember a holiday, a cruise I took, and something that was really positive that happened on that. 
once I involve myself in that totally, I can't do both. So I, I guess that's why as well, the meditation, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to do a meditation um, that people can access by remembering things, places, so taking yourself to somewhere else that made you feel good. That would be perfect because you're not only doing that, but again, your breathing will be on the control. Yes. Um, but you can't be doing your meditation and panicking or getting anxious at the same time. We're just not able to do that. It's, it's juggling too many balls. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a computer. It's got a certain amount of memory, but once you go over that, it can't do it, and you have to get additions or get a new computer. So by going to that positive place or situation and totally involving yourself in it, you um, withdraw the ability of the anxiety to get a hold of you. Yeah, and and you, they talked about herd immunity. I guess as well, if you're surrounded with people that are panicking, that also um, breeds more panic. Like you said, you know, with that, uh, uh, if everyone else is doing this and they're all panicking, then I should as well. So it's being... Absolutely. You can be, actually, the calm and centre of the storm if you want to be. Okay. Uh, so if you're in the shopping centre... And suddenly there's a noise like a gunshot. Yes. You can run with everybody else and you might get trampled to death. Yeah. Or you might say to yourself, well, how likely is that? Is that a car backfiring? Yes. Or let's get some more information before we join the great rush of people. And I'm actually remembering a particular event as I'm talking. Um, because actually the fear can be worse than the actual thing. Yes, yes, because it's it's not real, and no. that that's the bit you can't deal with. So um, I know for myself, the with everything that's happening and that uh, the panic in the news, etc. For me, it triggered the feelings I had through when I was first diagnosed with cancer, um, a bit like PTSD. What sort of techniques can again you suggest for anyone that's reliving because their their body is remembering this feeling they had is the same as the one they had when they were diagnosed so if you had something um and a diagnosis is obviously going to be a traumatic event yes and that is logged uh, unfortunately very well in your memory because as you hear that information Yes. Any any negative information like that, people tend to replay it and replay it and replay it. The trick is, and we're actually very good at this naturally, because we're working with screens all the time. So we work with computers, laptops, TVs, etc., etc. So we're used to um, adjusting the screen. We're used to the volume. We're used to um, trying to get the screen to work, <laughs> and so on and so forth. So inside. If there is a particular thing and you remember somebody giving you a diagnosis, for instance, yeah. a doctor, a consultant, yeah. whatever, then when that information hits you, you're reacting to that. With the image of that original event, you start to change the image. So unfortunately, you probably at the, that point in time get it in glorious technicolor and surround sound. Yeah. You have to start to change it. So my, the equivalent would be if you had a very, very scary movie, or a movie yes. that was very powerful. Say you had a, uh, like Jaws, the movie. Um, imagine watching Jaws or a similar film through a keyhole. 
right. in black and white with the sound turned off. Yeah. How scary would it be? No, it wouldn't be. No, because you can't get the full so, feeling. So what you do initially is whatever the image you have of the particular event, for example, a diagnosis or bad information or whatever, yeah. um, you take the colour from the situation. So we're left to an old black and white set. Yeah. Then you start to reduce it down and move it back so that it's moving away from you. So now we're on one of these old, old sets that you could get with just a few inches and there's a huge box of the set. Yeah. Now that we come to the sound. Now, when that person said whatever they said to you, unfortunately, it's very clear, very concise and very loud. If you start to take that volume down and down and down till it's like, what are you saying? Yeah. And now, with the colour down, with the size down, with the sound down, you can actually start to turn the sound off. And what it does is it it kind of removes you from yeah. the event. Because when we tend to remember um, traumatic events, you know, whether it's a car crash or whatever, we keep placing ourselves in the event and experiencing the trauma again. Yeah. And there's no purpose to be served from that. It, there really isn't any purpose to that. So it's a way of kind of um, inoculating yourself against future memory of that thing because again you because your system's designed to cope it starts to oh yeah yeah it becomes an irritation yeah rather than a full powerful spielberg movie in your face or yeah. when somebody told you something awful yeah yeah okay no that that's useful it's sort of um yeah so suddenly yes my sound has gone off and and then it doesn't have the same power because everybody's some people are very auditory some people yes. and, and so if that's the case then um yeah you're not going to hear it reducing everything down that's, that's basically yeah. because you just got to think of it what do people buy now when they go to to pc world they buy bigger and bigger tvs yeah with better and better sound they've got curved screens yes they've got hd we want the opposite of all of yeah. that, if you yeah. need to remember it. It's yeah. the opposite of going to PC World. Yeah. Can I have a set, please? It's very small, <laughs> got rubbish sound, yes. <laughs> no yes. definition whatsoever. And when it's playing the movie of the diagnosis, it cuts out every so often. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And no. then it doesn't have the same effect. It's also less powerful because it's almost quite funny. That it's you know when you you free, when your computer freezes and you get the whirly wheel, so yes. in your memory start having the whirly wheel so it can't yes. go forward. I mean, some people when they do that kind of technique, they do things like they add um, really silly music to yes. it. Yes. Yes. Um, which is an option. Um, yes. You know, you can add kind of circus music or Benny Hill music or whatever, yes. um, and it starts to make it faintly ridiculous. Yes. And, yes. and it gives you distance because all of these things, it's a difference between riding a roller coaster and watching a roller coaster. If you're on it, it's like, <laughs> whoa, and you're experiencing it. But if you're down here watching it, you can look at all those people up there and think, oh, that's quite a ride. I'm not getting yes. on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. completely different. Yeah. No, that that's perfect. And the, the, the last question is really I wanted to say that, you know, obviously – 
tips for when we move out of um, this isolation because um, again I'll be getting back on a train and I'm thinking imagine I'm on a train and it's starting to get busy or just people getting out and mixing and that transition between feeling isolated and suddenly you're out in the big wide world it's that uh, adjustment back to normal life is there anything that again two things yeah um, one is a kind of reframe of what this time is all about. Yes. Because time ultimately is the, the most precious com commodity. So think of it as a time when you can do all that stuff you haven't had time to do. Yes. So if you're always meant to do a course or write a book or do the painting or whatever, this is the time to do it. You'll never hopefully get that time again. It's true. In terms of going back out into the world, there is a readjustment, and and I was just thinking as you were speaking. Um, I don't often get up to London these days, and when I suddenly arrive in Piccadilly Circus from here yes. in the country, it's suddenly like you've gone to a bit of a dystopian future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're suddenly surrounded by the big advertising signs and all the people. And I was standing in Piccadilly, sort of spinning around, looking at it all. And there is an element of disorientation, and that will occur. Because we suddenly have lots of people around us. Mm. But what you'll have to do is remember that you've, you've survived. You're here to experience that. Yes, that's, that's good. That's, that's, you know, often with taking the pee out of sea, we look at the panic. The positive is doing courses, doing classes, getting fitter, out walking in the countryside. And the purpose is, like you said, you've survived. You got yes. through it. Um, you know, God bless all those that didn't, but it's it's that you have got through it and life has gone on and we've learnt lessons. And, and and we're actually the mere fact we're having this conversation. Yeah. It shows our ancestors were all very tough. And we're from a long line of very tough people. Mm. To get to the seven and a half billion people we are, we went down at one point to two hundred people down in Africa. And here we are. <laughs> so yeah. whatever was thrown at us, whatever disaster, whatever, we've had plagues, we've had earthquakes, we've had tsunami, we've had this, we've had that, but we're still here and we'll just grow stronger. Um, brilliant. Thank you, Bill. I'm not going to take up much more of your time. I know you've got animals to be feeding. How are the piglets? Yes, the piggies are fine and um, they're getting bigger and stronger by the day. Yeah, um, well, it's it, muscular. I know, but it's also more naughty as well. Really? Yes, and Mum's starting to reach a point where she's drawing away a little bit now. Yes, yeah, she's, she's still feeding them, but it's, you can see she's getting a little bit irritated. Oh. It's all part of the natural course. Totally. Well, I will mention it's Huckleberry Woods Farm, and on the Instagram, if anyone wants to see all the beautiful little piglets being born, and Facebook as well. Yeah, and on Facebook. Facebook. We put out regular videos so you can see them growing. Oh, wonderful. And the donkeys and the alpacas. Not alpacas. Yes, yes alpacas, yes. yes. Uh, and the chickens and the sheep, marvellous. I look forward to coming down to see you all again. Uh, so, Bill, thank you for your time. Thank you no so, so much. Bye-bye for now. I would like to add, if you are a cancer patient, that if you feel you need extra help and support during this time, you must speak to your medical team, CNS or GP. 
Do not leave any symptoms unattended to and do not stay silent. In addition, there is support always available via Macmillan, Breast Cancer Now, The Haven and many more. This podcast does not replace any medical advice. What follows now will be the eight-minute calming meditation to create a sense of calm and relaxation. This is a short meditation. If you are feeling anxious at this time, find a comfortable position, whether it is seated or laying down. Put your hands on your lap or by your side. Let your body settle for a few moments. This is your time. Gently close your eyes. Be aware of your surroundings, but any noise, let them blend away, giving them no importance at this time. As your body settles, be aware of your thoughts. Don't fight them. Be aware of them and let them go. The breath will lead the way for a relaxed and calming feeling. So to begin, breathe in through your nose, being aware of the breath entering your lungs with no effort. And as you exhale, let the breath leave through your mouth, relaxing your jaw as you do so. Breathe in another slow breath. As you breathe out, notice the natural pause as you naturally begin to breathe in again. Be aware of the slowing of the breath as you become more and more at ease with the flow. How does it feel when the breath enters and exits? You can sigh as you breathe out if it feels right for you, releasing any tension in your body. Continue the calm breath. Imagine the calm, loving energy entering your lungs. Any tension exiting with your outward breath. With your mind's eye, I'd like you to think about the top of your head. A warm, calming energy like the sun. This warm energy you feel on the top of your head and it begins to flow down the back of your neck easing any tension in your neck muscles, flowing over your shoulders, easing any knots or tension in your muscles. Feel your forehead relax as the warmth glides over your forehead like a caressing touch, continuing over your eyelids and stroking your cheeks, relaxing your jaw and neck. The 
this warming, calming and nurturing feeling continues down, down and over your back and your chest. This calming energy flows down your upper arms, your elbows, your wrists and into your hands. Feel this warmth right into your fingertips. Your hands now feel heavy and relaxed. You may feel a warmth in the palm of your hands. This flow of warming, calming sensation continues down your body, down your spine, your buttocks, and into your thighs, down into your knees, your calves, your ankles, and finally into your feet. Imagine your toes warming as the flow enters each toe, a warmth that's releasing any tension right into the soles of your feet. Be aware of how calm and relaxed the whole of your body feels. Bring your attention back to your breath as you gently breathe in feeling your chest expand and relax as you exhale. Breathing in and breathing out and letting go. This calm breath brings nourishment to every part of your body and as you exhale any residue tension flows out through your mouth. This is your calm place that you can come to at any time you wish. time you want to take some time out to engage with the inner calm that is within you. Take a few moments before you need to awake to savour this feeling of calm and peace.
When you feel ready, gently turn your head side to side as if looking to your right and then looking to your left. Easing any tension in your neck or shoulders. Bring your hands together, interlocking your fingers as a gesture of giving yourself a hug, thanking your wise body in supporting you and sharing the calm. Take a big smile as you gently open your eyes and become aware of your surroundings again and welcome the rest of your day re-energized and calm.